All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. Active FM, this is The Void Show. How are you doing? What's been happening? I really hope you've been having a fantastic week. Well, I've been happy. I've been excited. I've been okay. And mainly it's because of the kind of topics we've been speaking about. So you may or may not have seen what we've been speaking about, but we have recently been discussing black holes. eh? For the past two weeks, We've been speaking about black holes and I'd really want to believe that uh, you would now know that black holes are just some of the most poorly understood entities in the universe, hey? Uh, 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 anything, but it really shows on how complex the universe is, hey? Undoubtedly, it just adds more on... Uh, what we know about the complexities of the universe. You know, uh, one of the most popular quotes of all time. I'd also want to believe that Albert Einstein said this. Um, I mean, that's what we know, right? That he said this is that, uh, you know, the most incomprehensible thing about the universe is that it's comprehensible. Eh? <laughs> so for the fact that, uh, you know, we have uh, people uh, devoting their time studying the universe, every day we keep discovering new things about our universe, uh, that's just a miracle, hey? So you really might just want to take whatever you want to take from that code, right? Uh, 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 this is The Void Show. And if this is your first time joining us, let me tell you, for the past two weeks, we've been discussing black holes. But today, we're really going to be, you know, uh, telling more about fun and crazy facts about uh, uh, black holes. And so if this is your first time, thank you so much for being here. It always feels great to know that you are listening. It always feels great. Uh, I mean, this is a family of great people who are willing to learn new things every week. So Welcome to the show. I am your show host, Andrew, of all time by definition. Now, (laughs) a bit of a recap. Uh, What are black holes? These are regions of space, okay? It's space. Regions of space with tremendously, you know, incredibly huge amounts of gravity that nothing seems to be escaping them, right? Even light cannot escape black holes, right? That's what we theoretically know about black holes. Now, here's one thing that's probably going to surprise you. Now, black holes, you surely think they are black, right? I mean, there's supposed to be a reason on why they're called black holes. Most probably it's because they are black, right? And you might be right, right? You, You might be right. They are black. I mean, they're not emitting light anyway, so why wouldn't they be black? They are black, right? So black holes are black because they are not emitting any light. That's okay. But you see, when you keep studying black holes more, when you keep uh, uh, finding the most important nuts and bolts of black holes, you actually now start to see that black holes are not so black after all. 
Hey, black hole saying so black after all, eh? <laughs> That's because you now start to know things like Hawking radiation. Okay, this is a, a, a radiation that, that, that black holes are emitting. And we're going to be touching a bit on that. But it's called Hawking radiation because it was proposed by uh, one of the most popular physicists, right? Stephen Hawking, right? So... So, so you now start to see that they're not so black because we now start to speak about Hawking radiation, right? It's black holes emitting uh, this radiation. You would know that it's, 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 well, you will actually know that it's, you know, a radiation in some sort of subatomic uh, particles. But we're going to really be speaking uh, a bit on, on that. So essentially what we're going to be doing today, uh, uh, we're going to extend more on, uh, you know, proving, uh, I mean, the, 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 the discussion on the proof that black holes do actually exist, okay? And here's a crazy fact, you know, even though the history of black holes, even though the theory of black holes extends all the way back in time, like to your, to your 1600s, to your 1700s, the only first picture of a black hole uh, was released in 2019, right? So you're probably wondering, like, uh, uh, for all these years... We've been, theoretically speaking, about black holes without any tangible evidence. Yes, that's true. So we're really going to be speaking more on how did scientists really know that black holes actually exist, even though there was no any physical evidence all the time right for all these hundreds of years so we're really going to be starting on that and extending more on that we're going to be speaking about things like uh, you know your, your time travel uh wormholes uh, uh, uh you, you you really want to be here so after this we're going to be speaking about that stay tuned ladies and gentlemen it's active fm our presenters the best topics the most entertaining presenters, everything you could ever want in radio. Radio has never been better. Right, so by now you would know that the first picture of a black hole to ever be taken was only released in 2019, right? So that would mean we only got to see what a black hole looks like for the first time in 2019, right? So before that, we, we had an expectation on what a black hole would look like right or on what a black hole must look like so we had we, we we had an expectation and that was based on computer simulations it was based on computer predictions right mathematical predictions mathematical analysis mathematical modeling right so because of that we had uh, a prediction we knew roughly what a black hole would look like right but in reality we actually got to see uh, the picture of a black hole for the first time in 2019 right wow that was quite a mouthful <laughs> but you know even if that is so it does not mean that we only got to know about black holes in 2019 
Right? It does not mean that. Because when you go all the way back in time to your 1600s, to your 1700s, and you start to analyze some of the things that were said by scientists of those times, you will see that these people, they knew about black holes. They knew about black holes. You find that some of the writings uh, indirectly speak about black holes, right? They just did not know that they are black holes, right? <laughs> you go to times like uh, 1783. Uh, we spoke about this scientist in our previous uh, 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 show, right? Uh, it was an English astronomer, uh, John uh, Michel, who suggested that uh, if a star is massive enough, it will, the star would have uh, a, a very strong gravitational field that any light wanting to leave the star would immediately or eventually be dragged back to the star's surface, right? So if, if you look at that, you would immediately know that, oh, the scientist was speaking about a black hole, eh? And it surprisingly, Michel's theories about that star were largely ignored, right? They were ignored because, it, like, in those times, black holes were not even a thing. Like, nobody spoke about black holes, eh? They just did not know about them. They were only those theories only got to be accepted uh, uh, in your 1900s, actually, uh, accurately, 1939. That was when uh, physicists like uh, Robin, Robert, Oppen <laughs> Robert Oppenheimer and uh, Hartland, you know, uh, started to see that actually Michel was telling the truth. And that was based uh, uh, largely on what uh, Newton said, you know, about uh, uh, black holes. So, so that, that that's pretty much it. But the thing on uh, the existence of black holes, black holes' existence only got to be believed by scientists after they found evidence of neutron stars, right? So, uh, when a star dies, it's either going to be a, a, a white dwarf, right, or a neutron star, or it's going to be a black hole, okay? We only got to see the first picture of a black hole in 2019. So, you're probably asking yourself, like, why, like, what kept, what, what were these scientists holding on, right? <laughs> For these thousands of years, like, they've been believing that black holes exist without any physical evidence you're probably wondering that right uh, and let me tell you why scientists believed that black holes exist even though they did not have any physical evidence or tangible evidence that was because mathematics said black holes exist right and mathematics actually work you know uh, uh, quite a funny story i'll tell you uh, in the past when someone would come and ask me what's one weird thing about the universe, right? In my perspective or perception, whatever that would really mean to you, I would probably say to them, it's these weird theories about the universe, you know? <laughs> there are these weird theories in physics, more especially about uh, uh, the universe. So I'll probably just name one of those. But now, I would just say it's because mathematics works. 
Okay, it's it's a miracle. It 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 works. So it's not working because somebody believes it's working. Um, choose not to believe it's working and see it working. <laughs> hey, so I mean, planets were discovered through mathematics. So mathematics works. And so for the longest time, mathematics said uh, uh, black holes exist. So uh, uh, a scientist wanted to know, uh, uh, you know, they they because mathematics said this. They obviously kept researching because they wanted some sort of a physical evidence. And so uh, they only got to believe that black holes actually really exist after they found evidence of neutron stars, right? So they were like, okay, we now know that neutron stars exist. And if it's possible that neutron stars exist, uh, and if you have no clue about neutron stars, I would really suggest that you go listen to our previous show. Uh, 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 you know, these scientists were like, if, if a neutron star exists, then it seemed reasonable to say, okay, then a black hole must exist. You know, it was pretty much like that. But now the question would be, because I'll tell you what, neutron stars were discovered uh, by their radiation. So they emitted some sort of a radio uh, radio waves right into space and <laughs> that's the story uh, i mean uh, uh, there were british astronomers who uh, firstly saw these radio waves from uh, the sky and when they saw these radio waves i mean we you know we communicate via radio waves and so when they saw these uh, radio waves for the first time uh, they were like oh my word we have just discovered an alien civilization <laughs> hey they were like that but now we know um it was not an alien civilization and they even named uh, those uh, sources of that radiation radio radiation uh, LGM which is little green men <laughs> right uh, quite a funny story but but now we know better that there was that there was not an alien civilization it was mainly neutron stars right so they discovered the ex uh, they believed or they, they they found proof of existence of uh, neutron stars because of their radiation, right? So you're probably asking yourself, so how did they really believe the existence of black holes? Well, 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 here's the thing. It cannot be denied that we cannot see black holes in the flesh, right? Uh, because they are essentially called black holes for a reason, right? I mean, we cannot see that. But I'll tell you what, even though we cannot see black holes in the flesh, because of their enormous gravitational force, we can observe how black holes affect their surroundings or their surrounding environment, right? And uh, this is actually, seen, I mean, a black hole is black, right? So we're obviously not going to be able to see a black hole. But because of its strong gravity, it somehow... Uh, 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 naturally affect its environment, okay? Maybe there's a star near black hole. We're going to see the behavior of the star or we're going to see something that's happening on the star and that will tell us that there's a black hole here. Let me give you an example. Well, picture this. There's what we call a binary star system, right? Obviously, bi means two. So, binary star system that's essentially two stars uh, either orbiting around each other or in some cases uh, 
astronomers would actually observe only one visible star that's seemingly in orbit around an invincible or an unseen object or an unseen companion okay so it's either we're speaking about binary stars right it's either two stars orbiting each other or in most cases which has been seen by astronomers we would see a star that's basically orbiting around an invincible companion so that would mean two things essentially it would mean that if we see a star that's orbiting around something that we do not see it's either there's a black hole there or there's a star that's too faint to be seen from earth right so that's uh, uh, pretty much what we would get from that now let me tell you what would happen if a black hole is uh, uh, or if a black hole were part of a binary system and what we mean by that we mean if a black hole were was near a star how would we see that there's actually a black hole here if there was a star near a black hole so this is what we would see now you remember that black holes have incredibly huge amounts of gravity right so because of the enormous uh, 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 gravitation of a black hole uh, it would create tidal forces that would suck in gaseous material of the surface of this star that's what would happen so this black hole if a star was in you know uh, in in the black black hole's vicinity this black hole would literally pull this star it would eat the star you know suck the star it would pull all the gaseous material off the surface of this star uh, uh if you actually check the picture of uh, of this uh, black hole that's recently been discovered you would see that around the black hole there's this gaseous material right it's some sort of like uh, a water draining of a water i cannot speak now it's some sort of like uh, water draining out of a bath tube okay it's like that so this gaseous material from uh, this star would be it, it would slowly spiral into the black hole forming uh, what we call an accretion disk around the black hole so that's how a black hole would affect its surroundings if there was a star in its neighboring okay? and that's how we detect that there is a black hole in that area it's probably a time for a song and i'm gonna give you a jam uh heal song uh spirit lead me this is a remix so enjoy this and after this we're gonna chat a bit about um wormholes and time travel
Spirit Lead Me, Hillsong. It's a remix playing on radio. That is, of course, Active FM. Thank you so much for still being here. If you are still here, it means you are loving what we're speaking about. And, of course, this is The Void Show. I am your show host, Andrew, and I'm really enjoying our discussion uh, about black holes for today. Do not forget to catch us all on social media platforms, uh, uh, Active FM, and do send in your questions, uh, your thoughts about black holes. Hey, what did you really think about black holes? We are so keen to see some of those uh, 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 thoughts. And of course, as we speak more about black holes, and I just want to touch a bit on, uh, 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 you would remember at the beginning of the show, uh, I spoke something about <laughs> black holes are not so black after all, right? And I said this because there's what we call Hawking radiation and you really find a lot of these stuff when you go deeper into studying uh, black holes you know the much more uh, sophisticated physics of black holes now you find that there's what we call Hawking radiation and this sort of radiation was actually named by uh, somebody who proposed that black holes actually emit uh, Hawking radiation, which is obviously one of the most popular uh, uh, physicists, uh, cosmologist, uh, Stephen Hawking, right? So, w what happens here is that Stephen Hawking theorizes that black holes can actually emit some sort of a radiation, right? But this radiation is... Uh, in a form of subatomic particles that somehow do not obey the, the, the traditional laws of physics, right? <laughs> Quite weird. And so sometimes these subatomic particles are called uh, virtual particles, right? So, essentially what would happen is that uh, uh, there would have to be particles. Uh, the other one would actually have to be in outer space. And the other one would have to be inside a black hole. So, at first they actually have to collide and kind of, uh, what's the word? Uh, uh, kind of uh, 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 annihilate. That's the word, right? Kind of an annihilate each other. Uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's actually a pair, right? So if it's that pair, so this is how it starts. It's a pair of virtual particles, right? Being created, right? Maybe outside uh, a, a black hole. And what would happen next is that a black hole would suck one particle. Uh, uh, and after it has sucked one particle, one particle would actually be emitted into space as a form of what we call Hawking uh, radiation. It's a bit really uh, complicated stuff, but that's pretty much it. I think what, should, what, what you should get from this is that um, there is a radiation that black holes emit, and it's called Hawking radiation. But you obviously are not going to see that in your, with, your, with your naked eye, right? <laughs> so, now... Uh, time travel. Let's speak about time travel, and this is what I, uh, this is what I want to end with, right? Let me tell you a story. Um, you see, a thing about time travel. Uh, 
this actually began as um as a fiction writing okay i, I i'd want to say that because in 1895 there was somebody who wrote a book right um wells yeah wells wells wrote a book in 1895 and this book was about a device that could somehow carry a man back and forth through time right <laughs> i mean you can just imagine i mean that's why i'm saying it was a fiction right it started like that so he wrote a book um, um about uh, some sort of a device some sort of a machine that could carry a man back and forth uh, through time and so uh, uh the book was actually called time machine and you would understand it's because of uh, this device that um you know somehow can take a man backwards and forth uh through time so this book was called the time machine and so 100 years you know after let me not say 100 years but after the book was published this concept of time started to become a favorite topic uh among the people you know people started to now become interested in this uh, uh, uh people would start to make jokes about uh, time travel uh, they would start to speak about you know time travel time machine uh, uh, and even science writings now uh, people who used to write science fiction uh, uh, books would now start to write more about science fiction hey but here's a weird thing as time went by and, and remember at first that was 1895 now we are in your 1900s your 1900s about uh, 1980s and 1988 this science fiction this idea that now people can actually go back backward and forth in time it moved a bit much more closer to becoming a science fact and why am i saying this this is because it was now no longer a fiction why am i saying it was now no longer a fiction that's because it was now uh taken seriously to a point where there were scientists that wrote uh, uh journals about time machine hey about time machines and this is in 1988 so it began to 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 be taken serious and there were now scientists that actually wrote the research papers about time machines and it was not only about time machines it was about uh, uh time machines uh wormholes were there and 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 the last thing uh, uh, uh the other one was the 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 weak energy condition and we're not going to touch on that but we're going to be speaking about wormholes and these uh time machines right so so they 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 started to now write research papers about these but it's not like they <laughs> you know what they wrote was was like uh, here's the, the ingredient of making a time machine it was not like that uh, because what they said in their research papers it was actually 
a, 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 a speculation. Okay? It was actually a speculation that if we were somehow an advanced civilization, we were going to be able to find a loophole in the laws of physics that would allow individuals to travel through time. Hey, there's an extensive history behind these. I'm just giving you the nitty gritty, right? Uh, uh, the, 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 the most important parts. So that's what uh, uh, these, uh, you know, research papers spoke about. It was a speculation that an arbitrarily advanced civilization might just be able to find a loophole in the laws of physics that would allow individuals to travel through time. And these loopholes that these scientists were speaking about are what we now call as wormholes. So just a bit about wormholes. Um, they are essentially the same things as black holes, right? But you would remember when we speak about a black hole, uh, a black hole is what? Uh, you, you remember, you think of space as uh, as, as a fabric, right? As a, as a sheet. So if a star is on top of this sheet, depending on how massive the star is, it would obviously curve this uh, sheet, right? This fabric of space-time. Now, uh, a more massive star would actually uh, uh, curve this sheet more, 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 right? So, so, so a dead star, it would be so dense that it would literally, you know, just sag further. This, it would literally disappear inside. It would create a hole. That's it, right? It would create a hole in on this sheet, right? Uh, so, so, so essentially a black hole is something like that. When you, when you look inside a hole at the bottom of this hole, you will find, uh, what we call a singularity there, right? Which means it's that dead star that has collapsed there. You will find it there when you go uh, deep to um, the end of a black hole, right? Theoretically, you will find that when we're speaking of wormholes, uh, 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 uh by contrast, wormholes have no bottom. You know they have no bottom. They are theoretically, uh, uh, they theoretically have two mouths, okay, connected by some sort of a throat, okay. <laughs> so it's like a mouth there, or let me say an opening. It's like an opening on the other side. You also have another opening on the other side, and there's some sort of a throat or a loop that connects the th- two 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 openings, and 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 basically a space traveler that's entering one mouth would emerge on another opening uh, within a few seconds, right? But actually, if if they would have to enter an opening from our galaxy, uh, you know, from like maybe here, they would come out the other side having traveled trillions of kilometers, right? So it's essentially (laughs) that. That's what black holes are. And so that's pretty much about where this idea of time travel started, right? And um, there's quite an extensive history uh, uh, behind this, but that's just the basics on how did this time travel uh, uh, idea 
uh, uh, or speculation, whatever that would really mean to you, uh, began, right? So I hope you enjoyed the show. I absolutely did. Remember, we learned about wormholes. Uh, we learned about black holes. We learned about time travel, where it began. We learned about how stars die in previous episodes. We know what black holes are. We know what neutron stars are. We know what white dwarfs are. We know uh, uh, we know a lot, right? With just these few weeks of learning about uh, black holes. So right after this, some important news. And you don't just want to miss them. Live right here on Active FM, we bring to you the Active Worship Inception album. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I rejoice at your word, unfading. I feel every instant Spotify and Apple iTunes. If you're interested in downloading the album, well, contact us for more info. And apparently, we have reached the end of the Void show. Um, we had a very good journey learning about black holes, right? Uh, uh, just before this, I really did give a uh, uh, a short. Uh, 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 objectives that we had at the beginning of uh, this uh, series, learning about black holes, right? So we, we know that now, right? That's what we know about black holes. And one thing that's interesting about science is that it evolves, okay? So tomorrow there might be something else that's discovered and it completely changes our view of black holes, okay? So, 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 um, um, just be updated. And if you want to be updated, um, keep coming to the Void show. So next week, we will be speaking about some interesting news about the universe, right? So you definitely want to be coming back and checking out what we're speaking about. So this was Black Holes. And to make sure that you share our show, uh, 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 you can find us on all social media platforms. Uh, share the show. Send in your questions at The Void Show with Andrew. That's our Void Show Facebook page, Active FM. And, um, I mean, that's pretty much it from us. Uh, we love you. Take care and have a fabulous week ahead of you. Don't stop, don't hesitate. Find, follow and enjoy us on all our different platforms. You don't want to miss out. Active FM Radio has never been better.